Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Some memories don't fade, sometimes you miss the old days But nothing changed, less you change What's around you, how you think, how you live, how you speak How you walk, how you blink, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach Let it sink What's your purpose, what's your passion, through the pain What's your plan, is it plain, on a plane, how's your plane, how's your plan What's your purpose, what's your passion, did it pain All right, it's different timing now because we got some plug with Wally and Joe, the Mental Warriors. We are now on TV. I something to that effect. We're on Deja Vu TV. Shout out to Deja Vu. Shout out to the Evening Rush Network for believing in us to have us still as the rookies that we are, still be you know relevant and still doing our thing. It was a rough day. I'm in summer. I got a summer camp going. Joe got a summer camp going. So we we trying to do it for the community, as well as come and give you guys something to think about later on that evening, right, Joe? That's right. Listen, we all in the struggle, if you will. And I'll tell you two things: ain't nothing worse about New York City than traffic and <laughs> bad weather at the same time. That and you're right. not gonna get to where you have to go. And rats. Yes. And, rats. And, rats. and rats. All that together. Or if you're taking the train, you know, that too. <laughs> the, so, train, the train weather, weather in New York City uh, and traffic, all that together is not a good combination. So, you know, yes. I mean, yeah, through the grace of uh, the grace of the podcast and we here. We let's do this. Right. Right. You know, the show must go <laughs> on no matter what. But everybody got here in time for the show to begin. Um I believe this is, you know, the beginning of some great things um, coming down the line, especially we on TV now. Um, August will probably take a little hiatus just to re, re, you know, revamp some things. Being that, you know, TV is a part of what's happening. We probably get into a little studio setting. You know, me and Joe probably do a show for the very first time in each other's presence. You know what I mean? So who knows how that chemistry might go? Might you know? I mean, we might might. You know, skyrocket from there. Who knows? You know what I mean? But like again, once again, shout out to Deja Vu. Shout out to the Evening Rush Network. Shout out to YouTube, Facebook. We on Instagram, Anchor.fm. We on Spotify, Our Heart Radio. We on Mixcloud. We on Google Podcasts. We on iTunes Podcasts. We on the Evening Rush Network and Deja Vu TV. All right. So, oh, mind you, you can also call in to us at any time, any moment. 929-441-2417. I believe the number scrolls down there on the little ticker there. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's on Pandora as well, as we were as we were told just now by by the by the owner of the Evening Rush Network. Shout out to the Don. All right. Um Yeah, 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 yeah. Big time, big time, big time. So all right, you know, in our introductions, we just talk a little banter here and there about different things that's been happening during the week. But this week, 
this week was a lot of a lot of news. So that's we're going to really hunker down into what's been happening during the week in New York City because who knows where Deja Vu is at, right? So we got to let them know. We over here. I'm in Brooklyn. Joe's where? Where you at, Joe? Yeah. I'm right here. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Harlem. Harlem. Uh, Harlem world. That's a Harlem boy. I'm a Brooklyn boy. So just to let y'all know, the news might not necessarily be, you know, up, you know, I mean, the current events might not be your local news, but it's something that, you know, that's important to us. So when we talk about we talk about the ticket tape parade for the for the for the um essential workers, it happened this week. All right. Shout out to the essential workers. When this pandemic hit, you know, um these are the people that was at the front line that was, you know, that was um really, you know, that was they were they were they were in da- they were in the most in the most danger than most people. You know what I mean? So you got to give them a shout out, give them their flowers. Right, Joe? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, it's sad that it took long enough to recognize them. I mean, essential workers are not just for during pandemic. These are the people that make this city, this world run on a right, daily right. basis. So right. it's unfortunate that it had to take a pandemic to be recognized. Yeah, I mean... I mean, they were they were always overworked. It seemed. I mean, this is nothing new. You know what I mean? And underpaid, I guess. If you look at it, you know, a lot of them feel like they were, over. and that's why some of the unions actually didn't. Um, they didn't partake in the ticker tape parade. Some unions actually struck from, you know, was on strike from the ticker tape parade because they haven't gotten um, different contracts done and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes, yeah, it okay. was on Broadway. It was on the, the you know the Canyon of Heroes on Lower Manhattan. That's where they do most of the parades for the city, whether it's a sports parade or uh, right. someone's being honored or someone's coming to visit. But that Lower right. Manhattan on Broadway, that's usually where they do all of our parades at, from like Chambers down to like Wall Street or something like that. Indeed, um, you know we do a little sports banter, so let's give a shout out to CP3 finally making it to the finals. You know what Chris I mean? Paul. Yeah, Chris yeah, Paul making it to the finals. Yo, listen. I felt that man. I felt that man was done a disservice a long time ago. Um, when the late when they when the when the league basically um denied that trade that they had going towards the Lakers. Um, oh yeah. For him to for him to team up with Kobe. What you yes. think about that? I think it was a conspiracy yeah. to to allow LeBron to keep his little legacy going. Well, you know what? This before when CP3 when CP3 did it, it was a different time. Like, LeBron hadn't developed the super team yet. So what uh, I'm thinking, CP3 was the first one to do it. And at that time, it wasn't deemed, it was, I guess it was deemed as a cheat sheet, if you will. Like, they figured that it would be too much for Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant to be on the same team. But only a couple of years later, when LeBron made the decision to go to Miami, that's when the super team became a thing. If Chris Paul had waited a couple of years, he might have been able to do that. But, you know, I, I... he might have been able to do it if he'd have waited a couple of years because that I was call, his thing. I call bogus on that for the simple fact that, like I said, they they were they were they were covering for LeBron because LeBron was failing at the time. Remember, LeBron didn't win no chips. They, he was supposed to be King James. Uh, I was supposed to come be the savior and all that. And if you allow Kobe to continue his legacy, which which he actually did, he actually did go get two more chips. You understand what I'm saying, but um, but it was a different kind. It was a, he went at it a different way. You understand what I'm saying, but if you give him CP3, then 
it's a uh, who knows how many how many championships he end up with, and then that that also blankets LeBron's legacy. So but I that, mean, it's, that, but that's what I'm saying though. I'm saying what I'm saying in regards to CP3, like it's the narrative. They wanted to change the narrative from Kobe to LeBron. So in order to do that, you got to give LeBron the, uh, the advantage. You know, you got to right. make it easier right. for him. But what so, I do think, I do think if they, if CP3 had waited a couple of years to make that trade, it might have happened because that was the theme that, you know, this Tupa team was the theme, going to another team right. to build your presence. Because if you let one player do it, you can't right. be biased against LeBron. But right. LeBron had to be the first one to do that. Right, right. I mean, I, yeah, I guess the, I guess because it's more of a splash. It, not we ain't gonna have Kobe do it. We're gonna have LeBron create right. this this you know use that little avenue they could have used. There's a little avenue they they tweaked and and mind you, it's basically they you know some people took less money than they would have they would have normally. They would have been all looking for max contract, but they took less money for less years. Yes. So they became they began to control the narrative when it came to when it came to um, basketball. All right. That's, so that's what's going to happen now, we're going to go and talk about Broadway being reopened, bro. Yes. The city and light. we coming back. I Light. Think, lights, light. camera, action. I think light. that's... <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. That's the first uh, avenue. Rather, that's the first the first avenue to show that New York City is coming back to normal. Because once you get Broadway, once you get the movies open, once you get the life back in New York City, then you can really say we back, we outside, if you will. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I've seen plenty more signs that New York City was open, and that was way before Broadway being open. Because you know, the hood actually was open way, way before. Oh, yeah. Way, 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 way before Broadway. But it's good that um something normalcy is the key word, I guess you'd say. So I'm just glad that we got some sense of normalcy now, um, as opposed to last year this time. Last year this time it was up in the air. I mean, I'm talking about you know, real you was talking realistically, what would you do if you know certain things happened to you? So this right. year we're talking about going on vacations and all that other good stuff. So that's a blessing, you know what I mean? So be I, that Yeah, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? Um, it's crazy about oh it said uh, the Delta part of the virus is coming. Um the uh COVID, the Delta COVID, I look at it all in the same vein where it's like, you know, um you know I mean this little thing called life uh, to me. It's a lotto ticket. You know what I'm saying? You either win or you don't. You know what I mean? So as long as I'm here, I'm gonna try to win. You know what I mean? I'm there not gonna go. I'm not gonna sit here and be, you know, be afraid. You know what I mean? I mean we, we understand what, what we you know, we know we can survive through through these things. So let's you know, let's not throw fear at everybody, you know what I mean? But what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to our next segment. All right, people in deja vu land don't know about this segment. Here it's called We Pay Homage to Our Ancestors. All right. This is a segment where we just, you know, give a shout out to those that 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 paved the way for us in the past. All right. Um, Joe, talk to me. Who, who you got today? Well, who you got this week? Uh, we talked about this um, during the week and our theme since we're in the theme of the Olympics and protesting my two ancestors. Well, they're still alive, but my two ancestors that I'm paying homage to are John Carlos and Tommy Smith. Wow. John Smith and Tommy Smith were 
two of the Olympians during the 1968 Mexico City. Yes, that is the famous shot that a lot of people don't know the meaning behind it. This is a huge story, which I'll get into in a minute. But John Carlos and Tommy Smith are the two African-American track runners that were protesting during the 1968 Mexico City Olympics. I believe it was the first natural, uh, national protest that was live, that was in person. That's why the reason why it gets so much um royalty for what it for what it did now there's a uh, australian brother in the picture his name is peter norman he would place third place now he participated in a protest uh, because he wanted to and he was banned and he was pretty much banished from his country in regards to what he did because they didn't take well to politics and social um and social issues really well so he was banned for a long time in Australia because of him taking place in the protest. And it wasn't until later on after he died that he was honored in that. So ups, big ups to both John Carlos and Tommy Smith and also brother Peter Norman for being a casualty, if you will, a positive casualty. And he understood what his mission was. Wow. Yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Clap it up for them. Listen, um, they that 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 picture, iconic picture, was always you know uh, a strong picture, even from when I was a young man. You know what I mean, so um, that's a great that's a great you know that's a great way to pay homage. Um, I'm going somewhere else, not really somewhere else. It's still in the sports world. I'm gonna go with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'm gonna pay homage to the one and only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, the reason why I go with that that brother is because he's been fighting um, social ju- been fighting for social justice for the longest time. I mean, from the time he came into the league, he's been fighting um, all of the injustices that black folk go through. And I just felt like you know um, he's he's also one of the greatest players to ever play basketball. That's right. Well, they have him like the top two or three, you know, if not for MJ and somebody else, but he's like number two on the list, you know? Right. He got the Presidential Medal of Freedom, you understand what I'm saying? And, he, you know, and that's after 50 years of being an athlete and activist. Um, He he speaks, he's out there speaking, he has speaking engagements. He's just like, uh, like when you, just not for his height, you know what I mean? He look, he's tall and like, you understand what I'm saying? It's for everything he's done for for our people and for our for, for our struggle, you know. Um, he used to. Um, did you know he used to um, train under Bruce Lee at one time? Oh you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Wasn't wasn't he in the movie with Jim Kelly and um, and Bruce Lee at one point, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I believe yes, he was. I forget which movie it was, but he was he was in there as one of the uh, one of the warriors of the ways of enlightenment, if you will. So I remember, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, yeah, but was, yeah. Um, it was um, the Chinese connection. That was the one, unfortunately, that they didn't finish with Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee had died at the time. Mm-hmm. He died in the making of that of that movie. But um, I remember, I remember as a youth seeing seeing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in that movie getting broke up by I don't know if it was yeah it was Bruce actually in that in that fight scene. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, you know, it's just it's he, like I said, he was just always a symbol of, of black pride. You know what I mean? So big up Supreme Abdul Jabbar. So 
at this time, you know what we usually do, right, Joe? You know what we do at this time, right, Joe? Uh-huh. What we do? Yes. This is a special day for us because there's so much happening. So we had to do a two. Uh, we're going to do spend the whole episode on a current event segment. And uh, we believe that there's more than enough uh, events that we could talk about and hear from different people and have a different opinions about. So we are going to start our first part of the current events for today. Um, we're going to talk up since we're on the subject of the Olympics. Right. Yeah. Right. But let me just let it know. Anybody that's watching, anybody that's viewing, listen, feel free to comment. If you disagree with us, we don't mind. We don't, we, you know, we don't, we don't mind. Um, we care about your, your, your comments. We care about your thoughts and your views because I, I, I pretty much know for a fact that there's going to be some things that we might say that's going to might offend people. It is not the Evening Rush Network's views or point of view or Deja Vu TV. This is purely our thoughts, our opinions. Okay, yes. guys? Our opinions. All opinions. All right? So carry on, Joe. So since we're going into the theme of of the Olympics, we want to talk about the current struggles that African-Americans have been having in the Olympics. We want to talk about um, Shakari Richardson, the uh, runner who was on pretty much not banned, but suspended from the Olympics for marijuana use. So so can we do them one by one so that we don't get lost in it? Well, let's talk about the marijuana usage. Uh, Shakari Richardson being uh, being suspended for her usage her marijuana usage did not come as a cheat to the game or like as if you were to say steroid use or any drugs it was um coping mechanism for the death of her mom it was therapy if you will and we have seen over the last few years a lot of leagues in the united states the nba the nfl they take a lighter stance on marijuana because they understand that it's a coping mechanism for but, a lot of athletes. But the Olympics is is is, is the old guard. If you think about the Olympics, the Olympics, the the, the, the sport of the Olympics uh, precedes a lot of major sports in the in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, someone wrote it's, a, it's legal where she resides, and and that's true. So now, if you want to take it to court, that's one thing. And be like, well, you know, if they were trying to sue her or something like that, this that. But when the rules are the rules, you know what I mean. And like, I, and I'm and I'm going back to saying that they're part of the old guard, where they're probably going to be some of the, you know, one of the last people to get into the now of what's going on right now. They, they they're going to be, you know. So when it comes down to, oh, okay, well, the NBA is a little more lenient with it, or the NFL is a little more lenient with it, or you know, other, other other major sports is a little more lenient with it. You got to remember, all of those sports actually want to be a part of the Olympics every four years. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So the Olympics got more cachet in the sense where you know, um, got more cachet in the sense where they, you know, they they they've been here longer. And they also says, um, someone says that Michael Phelps also test. No, he did not test positive for marijuana use. What happened with Michael Phelps was that um, he got caught in a picture. Right, that was the only thing he never like he said. He never tested positive during never, during during the Olympics. His use was after the fact. It wasn't during. And it, it was he was punished because he was banned for six months professionally, yeah, to, to professionally. and then also um, 
um, he lost a couple of sponsorships as well. Oh, yeah. He lost. Yeah, he lost sponsorship. And he also took some medals from him, too, if I'm not um, mistaken. I, I don't think so. I don't think they took medals from him. But what I do know is that he um, he did get punished. You yeah, know, he did um, punishment. Right. So when it comes down to sis, um, my my take on it, Joe, is that she that was dumb of her. That was pretty dumb of her. Well, I mean, I I have to look at it from two different ways. Like you said, rules are the rules. And if you've been doing this sport, if you've been doing this a long enough time, you know that the rules are rules and there's no exception to the rule. But right. there has to be something done about the rules, especially in this time where, like you said, marijuana is starting to uh, it's starting to not become as much as a threat as it was before. It's a change of the guard they need before the next uh, next four years of Olympics, they need to come together and have a meeting about certain things. Now, was she using it as an effect to make her run faster or better? Absolutely not. She was using it as a coping mechanism because her mother died and that was her way to relieve stress, which I totally understand. And what's funny, like you said on the internet, what's funny, the internet said, the internet, the internet, I said the internet, right? The internet. (laughs) (laughs) They sitting there like, you know, Marijuana, marijuana should should slow it down, melt more to speed up. But she doing right. it. <laughs> it should make her run faster. Like you, you don't yeah. get by using marijuana. Right, but right. it's it's just part of it's the politics and things. You know, it's right. it's it's part of the politics. Amer- I don't think the fact that she was using it is the problem. I think it's the fact that it's a rule. It's a problem. It's not so the my, fact that you. My question to you is: Should she have been? Should she be in the Olympics right now? Well, technically, no, because of the fact that she uh, dis- disobeyed the rules. She uh, didn't go forth with the rules. So, and what you're going to have to do is you got to take your L, which she did. She came forth, she took her L and said, I'll participate next time. I'm young. Okay. But, and what I do think needs to happen is that rule needs to they need to come forth before the next set of Olympics in four years and make changes. I do believe that because Indeed. I think it's going to get to a point where so many other athletes are going to say, this is how we cope. This is how we deal with life, how we deal with pressures and stress. So I think it's going to be a big enough uh, uh, rambling where the Olympic committees are going to come forth and say, we got to change this rule or we got to adjust the rule, if I mean- you will. In essence, you're basically saying this is just the beginning of the changes that's going to happen down down the pipeline. Absolutely. Go ahead. If the leagues, other leagues are going around making these changes about marijuana use, what's, the, what's so special about the Olympics? What makes them different? I told you. you know what I mean? It's the, listen, you know, you know when I say the old guard, you know what I mean? Okay. We don't have to get, we don't have to get, we can be PC about it. You know what I right. mean? And most of our viewers, I know the mental warriors out there that's that's actually going to tune in and listen to, to, to what we're saying, understand where we come from when we say the old guard is not letting it go because the old guard has their has their hands on everything. The NBA, the NFL, uh, Major League Baseball, all of that. It's just some of them have to be more progressive than others. All right? So let's talk about the next bullet point there, the, the, the natural testosterone level story. What were you talking about there? Well, there are a lot of 
transgender athletes that are participating in the Olympics. Now they're participating where I believe in weightlifting, there there are two women that are that were once men. And they had the natural to then they're participating in men Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. And what's happening, sorry, there are two men that are participating in women Olympics. And it's almost like it's a cheat sheet. Natural testosterone, men are naturally stronger than women physically. So it's almost like, yes, they identify as transgender or they identify as women, but they're naturally testosterone men, males. And they're going to lift more. They're going to be stronger. They're going to be faster. And the fact that they're able to compete in women's Olympics is a problem. It it, it makes a... It, it makes a, a confusion, if you will. I look at these things, and I look at their will. They have testosterone. That's a that's a male strength substance. You know how can you? That's almost that's just like taking steroids. It's a cheat. But right. they're allowing right. them. Right. To, because, allowing because, them to cheat. because part of part part of taking steroids is is getting an injection of more testosterone. So right. when when you talk about men men who who who, who changed into to being females and them competing with other females, that's a cheat within just the natural course of life. You know what I mean? Um, I believe Pandora's box was open. It's been open since everything had to have rights. You know what I mean? I mean animal rights. You're talking about equal rights about everything. So why why wouldn't you? You know why can't transgender or queer, or all the LGBTQ community have the rights that they demand. If you're going to, if you're going to sit here and pout about everybody, every other thing in the world, or everything else in life having rights, um, I just think that um, we just should have the right to be human beings, um, make the choices you're going to make because there's 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 no there's no right way to do this. There's no wrong way to do this. We all know the wicked ways to do this. So. I, I, I don't want to dwell on the topic because, like I said, it gets it gets touchy. You know what I mean? Sure. And um, said so the issue is the two African women whose natural testosterone levels are high and they've been disqualified. That's another issue. Women. Right. Yeah. Right. I remember I've heard about that. Um, and said, and how do you determine that? I mean, they you know they're working out, they're doing what they do, and they say and they're saying to these women. Well, your natural testosterone levels are too high. You can't compete. So they disqualified them. And I don't believe that should be the case. I don't believe that they should have they should have been disqualified because of what they naturally produce. You understand what I'm saying? Right. That's just- it's not like they're bringing in steroids or they're cheating, but that's where the lines are being drawn. That's where the, you know, the things are being a little weird because it's almost like you're telling them because you're different, you can't be deemed as ineligible. And they're not. They didn't make themselves to have high testosterone levels. It's not right. them. It's genetics, right? So, that, and, and but that's where that that's where it gets confusing. It's almost like you're telling them because of the fact that they have high testosterone levels, but they how, can't. But how, but how do you want to protect women from other women? But you don't want to protect women from men who right. have natural testosterone, naturally high testosterone levels. Like I don't, I don't understand the logic in in what are you trying? You know how you, how are you trying? Are you are you trying to protect the women? Are you just are you are, are the people or the powers that be just as confused 
as a lot of other people are because I know I'm not confused. I see what's going on. I of see course. the agendas that's happening. And I'm, you know, I'm totally against them. Like at the end of the day, it's common I sense. The, I think the rules haven't been made yet. <laughs> That's what I think. And they have to sit down and look at the rules and figure that out because it, well, like you, you said, up, logically, it doesn't make sense. Well, you came up with a good one where you was talking about, um, where you were speaking to the fact that um, they could be their own gender in the sense where you got transgender men and transgender females, they compete against themselves. You know right. what I mean? Like why, 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 why? You know, it sounds that sounds logical. You know rules, what I mean? The rules don't apply to them because they all have different testosterone levels, and they're all, uh, you know, they all have different uh, genetics. So if you identify as transgender, you should have your own set of rules. You, uh, but you should be competing amongst each other, not in a not in a box where rules are already set because that's an unfair advantage. Right. If you have high testosterone levels and you're a woman, if you have high testosterone levels if you are a man and now you're a woman, it just doesn't deem fair because there's always going to be some extra advantage so, to the game or to, so, to the sport. So the 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 um the answer to all of this is just have them compete against themselves. Correct. When it comes and down then to that, that it would be deemed it's, it's on a fair level. Like the, everybody has a set, they have their own line to draw and their own rules to set, and, and may the best person win. And yes, and yes, and yes, um, yes, they, they, yeah, I see where you're going with it because then it's a non binary Olympics, it's a lot going on with it, or what have you. But what I will say is good luck to the powers that be to figure this, 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 um, crap show out. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So. Y'all figure that out, and we'll we'll what we'll do is we'll be over here just critiquing it. You know they what I mean? Four, they got another four years to do it, so let's right. see if they get it done. Right. So now, in the next half hour, what we're gonna do is we're gonna come up with we're gonna come with a few more topics. I mean, I know I know you guys know about the big topic that happened in the last couple of weeks because we was off last week because Joe had to go take a little breather. Y'all y'all gotta understand this man travels to go do and be who he is because he's a traveling historian he has to do what he got to do you know what i mean but uh, but um when we get back from our break what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a few other topics that's been going on we got eric adams we got bill cosby coming up we got the um gun violence going down in new york city rachel nichols president of haiti assassinated we got to talk about a few things all right so but we're going to have a few words from our network the evening rush network Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. All right, we are back. And remember, we are on Deja Vu TV. That's on Roku and on Fire Stick and all that other good stuff. We are sponsored by the Big Apple Leadership Academy for the Arts. That is the Big Apple Leadership Academy for the Arts. Baller. Baller. Yes, Baller. You guys don't know about Baller and Deja Vu land, but um, guess what? I'm going I'm to tell y'all about us. You know, we are a nonprofit organization, and we do a lot of good things for the community. All right? That's a little short, short version of it because we have to carry on with the show. 
but that's our sponsor, Baller. Big Apple Leadership County for the Arts, for the kids, all right? All righty now. So, back to current events, right? The most, oh, we're on Instagram. I forgot. We're on Instagram, at Plugged, MJ, at Plugged, MJ. We're also on Facebook, Plugged with Molly and Joe, all right? Plugged with Molly and Joe on Facebook, all right? And this is our current event, something to talk about. That's all it is, just something to talk about. This is where we are, right? Something yeah. to talk about. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this a, in the future. We're going to do this a lot more because it do be a lot of things in the news that we, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll shoot it to each other in, 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 um, in the messenger. But, you know, we don't necessarily touch on everything. But today, this past week, been a kind of, it's been kind of deep. So what we're going to do is, where are we going with it, Joe? Ah, well, we can start with something that I hold dear and near and I consider a bit, to be a bittersweet victory, if you will. Bill Cosby being let out of jail um, due to a prosecution mistake, if you will. Uh, Served almost three years for a charge that shouldn't have been. I mean, there's a lot of people who feel that technically he served the time that it was given to him. But the way that the legal system did, it is where the problem that a lot of people have. If you're going to go within the the system that is designed naturally for us to fail, and I'm speaking from African-American male sense of view, it was it was set up for that to happen. Um, There's a technicality that led to overturned conviction is a technicality because of the fact that the guy did it on purpose that the prosecutors they did it on purpose it should have never he should have never been convicted under the laws in the first place right if you want to be real <laughs> what should have, so you they, know but, in essence they knew they knew at some point he's going to they was going to be able to overturn this but they got something out of the deal they got some blood exactly out of the deal. something out of something's better than nothing so but the problem what happens now it is deemed as a uh, it's deemed as a setup because that's initially what you're doing. You're setting up. You're making an example out of somebody for a reason. So the ramifications are huge because now we're talking about legality for him. And we talk about when people are railroaded and we see the steps that it take. This was a natural blindside. It was a natural railroad. I mean, like, yeah, they were going to give him a sentence anyway. So this, it was a sentence, but it was it was one of those off the record things where technically they couldn't do that, but they felt that something had to be done. But now what's going to happen is it's going to be legal ramifications against the Pennsylvania uh, Supreme court. Well, I'm not even worried about that. I mean, we all know what he was really, the the, the league. I mean, yeah, he's going to have to come back and sue them. I mean, you know, um, but I mean, yeah, the rumors that the rumors had it that he was trying to buy NBC or try. I mean, like I said, he stepped on some toes that 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 you know, like I said, he stepped on them old guard toes. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he was he was out of place, out of pocket, when, if, if if you will, because if everybody is sitting there, because my point is, if everybody's sitting there saying this is known behavior, this is a known behavior, and we're coming from a time where this was this was toxic masculinity that they would call it today. You know what I mean? You would call it toxic masculinity today, but that was the norm back then. You know what I mean? It was it was a norm for a dude to look down on females, a norm for, you know what I mean, for, I mean, not even Bill Cosby's status. I'm talking about a regular dude from the hood would look down on females or, or, or try to take advantage of females 
was it right? No, it wasn't right. But it it was the it was the natural order of things. The same way when you're talking about being raised in a system that 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 put the you know put the drugs and the guns in your hand before they put a book in your hand. It's the natural order of things. It's just how you were raised to 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 to, to react and do certain things. And I believe that um, I believe that you know we 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 we've gotten past that point. We we've gotten to the point where right they're right. He shouldn't have been taking advantage of women. No man should be taking advantage of women. Absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot. If if you go back into the skeletons of a lot of men, a lot of men should have did three years right along with Bill Cosby. That's right, or more, or more. Right. You understand what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is, and some men even said, like, listen, I'm glad, I'm glad I ain't Bill because if a girl came and said what I did, or you know what I mean, and it gets to that, it gets to that that thin line because I've always I I. I, and, and, and I go to the to the simplest form of, of thinking about it is that there are men out here that might have a date with a female and know a female coming through and this, then, the third, and he go buy a bottle. You right. understand what I'm saying? Or he go buy that eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go buy, he go buy that Zaza that's going to have a little loopy. You know what or, I mean? Or smoke a joint or offer, you know, I mean, smoke a little, smoke a little. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Oh, you know what I mean, and and you know what I'm saying, and they take they, you know what I mean, and then all of a sudden they, you know, they, they the inhibitions go out the window. You know what I mean, and then now in the morning they wake up and like, what did I do? You understand what I'm saying, and that's that's the kind of syndrome I get with this whole case. It's, it's more so like most of them woke up. Well, what the hell did I do last night? You know what I mean? They they that's what they were doing at the time. And so you know, I don't know, man. I seen it. I saw an interview with Judge Joe Brown recently. He's been in the news a lot because he is a judge and he's seen a lot of cases similar to Cosby's. But he's also seen it from the ass. Right. All the stars were doing it. And that's what he would say. When you had things like Playboy, uh, the Playboy Mansion and that penthouse that they used to have back in the day, that was the name of the game. Like the people, men and women, both knew what they were getting into. Like they right. said, the drugs were part of the environment. Right. This was, it I, wasn't I, I, like they just bought the drugs and forced them to do it. Like it was part of the environment. It was like I, there was a sexual revolution. And I've that's heard, what people did. I've heard stories. I've heard stories. Like, you know, what I mean, rest in peace to my father. My father actually rubbed elbows with the stars. You know what I mean? It's, 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 I'm, and, and when I say that the cocaine usage, the drinking, the 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 quaaludes, all of those different things was part of the culture. It was literally part of the culture of partying and being at Studio Fifty Studio was it Studio Fifty Four? Mm-hmm. Studio Fifty Four and the Cotton Club and all that other stuff. I'm talking about you go in there and you can find top shelf drugs all over the place. You know what I mean? Yep. So. That's the thing, and it's and like I said, it goes to the Ti Tiny situation as well. That's part of the current event too, because remember they're going through situations where they got people ca- accusing them of making them pop mollies in order to even come in, up into the scene. You know what I mean? Listen, yeah, listen, have fun, have a drink, get loose, get you know what I mean. You you come up on the scene, and then they feel like they was pressured into doing so because what are you doing here if you're not partying? You know what right. I mean? That's that's the right for the host of the party, right? Like you, we came to party. We here to we here to turn up. I don't know what you here doing. You know what I mean? So 
it, like I said, it being part of the culture, it being part of the, 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 the natural order of things. Listen, I listen, the men and the technicality, the funny part is the technicality they talking about and they put the they put the transcript up is that they asked Bill a question. They said, um they to ask Bill a question, they said, I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that tip. That um they asked Bill a question where they was like, Hey, um, so did you give women quaaludes? And you know to have sex with them, he said yes. He said, "Did you did you force them to take the quaalude? Did you you know try to?" He said, "No." And that's in the same. And that's the same test. That's in the same testimony. And that and that's the same testimony that got him um the three years. Where it was like well, he, he he basically said he did it. You know what I mean? But he also said he did not force anybody either. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. what it is. He gave him two right. qualities and they love him in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's, but no, like you said, I mean, if you technic technically, if you look at it, he offered it to him. It wasn't something that he told him to take. It didn't slip him a Mickey. They took it naturally, knowing either not knowing what it was or knowing what it was. But that's where the technicality lies. Now, like I said, if he did something within what they're telling him he did, he did the time that was used for it. The problem I have with it is the way that it was done. The problem that I have is the conviction that you had you had to do that in order to get him. And knowingly that knowing that you couldn't do that, you couldn't you couldn't convict him under the charges. Right. And that's where all hell is about to break loose. And I'm and telling I'll you, go, and it's not look good because there's a lot of there's a lot of cases that work against uh, work for in those situations. Where you're gonna convict somebody, especially in a black kid. I can only imagine the young black men and young black women who went to jail under technicalities as that. Right. And a lot of things need to be opened up. But if that if you would do that to a celebrity like Bill Cosby, imagine what you would do to a regular smo like me. Or what or what you have been doing in regular or what you have been doing. Exactly my point. And that and, and that and that goes back to our you know, our fight. For the for for against systemic oppression and all of the things that they got going against us as black folk, um, as the black and brown folk, I guess you know. What I mean, um, you know, not to not to dwell on it. We have our understanding about you know. I'm I'm. It's like you said. It's bittersweet that Bill is free. Um, I wish he didn't have to you know go through it in the first place because I feel like you know it was more so things that he did in his private life because a lot of them a lot of them you know, have quirky private lives, you know what I'm saying? And um, his got exposed, as it should have if it was any type of hostility going on or if it was anything that he did wrong, you know what I mean? So he knows and God knows, you know what I mean? And them right. women, you know what I mean? So moving ahead, what we're going to talk about is Felicia Rashad's statement, okay? Um, and now she had to do her backtrack about what she had to say because she was like, you know, free at last almost, well, I think I think the only reason why they're giving Felicia Rashad backlash is because she is the president of uh, she's the uh, dean of arts at Howard University. If she was just Felicia Rashad retired, this would not be a problem. Nobody be trying to cancel her. But because of her position right now, that's the reason why they're trying to. That's the reason why they're trying to cancel her, if you will. That's her friend. You're allowed to have an opinion about your friend, but the problem is the fact that she's in a position where she has a lot of power, and especially with a university that doesn't never that does, does, 
that doesn't necessarily agree with you know with her statements. That's the reason why she had my, to. But my question to, is uh, apologize Patrick. My question is if your opinion of the of all of all the facts and all the truths that happen is that he's guilty. He's guilty, 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 guilty. And you're right, they need to give him back his money. But let's say right. your opinion of him is he guilty, right? You're entitled to that. You're we give you that. We say, you know what? No problem. That's your thought on it. That's cool. I don't right. have I have a real problem when you go against the norm and you don't believe what the what everybody else is thinking that people want to sit there and vilify you for doing so. You know what I mean? And that's basically what happened with her is that she has her opinion on what she thinks about the case. She knows him a little more personally than most of us, than many of us. Exactly. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? Shoot, she might feel offended like that. If, if you was doing, like, you ne like never never thought to go this way. You know what I mean? It wasn't, you know what I mean? It was a matter of preference. It was a matter of what he was doing. And it was a matter of, you know what I mean, what she knew that man to be. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So who is us to judge that? You know what I mean? Right you know what I mean? Who is us to who is who is us to say? Oh, you know what? She dead wrong for believing in him, or saying that I'm dead wrong for believing in him, or saying you dead wrong for believing in him, or saying anybody out there is dead wrong for believing in his freedom. You understand what I'm saying? Because in essence, if he was being a little freak nasty, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro, you used to being a little slickster. You know what I mean? But like I said, there's listen, there's slickers in these streets all day, every day. I swear, to, I'm telling you, there's dudes that drag drunk chicks out of out of clubs. I know yeah. this. I've seen it. You know what I mean? And I, I'm mad that I didn't stop it. Trust right. me, I'm mad about these type of things, Joe. I'm mad that I ain't stopped certain things that I'm, that didn't look right. That that woman ain't that woman ain't coherent. Right. And they she about to get in the car with three dudes. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But guess what happened that night? Her choices got her into that predicament. The only one that probably could have, you understand what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? Who's to blame in these situations? You know what I mean? But then it's, it's definitely their blame because they should leave, you know what I mean? Come on. They should, you know what I mean? They shouldn't, they shouldn't be that greasy. But come on, sis, you got to make better decisions with yourself, man. You know what I mean? You got to do, you know what I'm saying? You got to keep yourself in a different, you know what I mean? Different environment in, the, in, in these cases. You know what I mean? That's where, that's where the blurred line is. The blurred line is how much of the blame do you take? Yes, you take some of the blame if you initiated it, but if you had a chance to stop it or avoid it, you also should take that responsibility. And that's part of the problem. You also should take that responsibility. And the problem is you're looking for one person to blame, one person to give it fault when there's multiple people at fault. I'm about to say something that's not going to be very popular with a lot of people, but what about the women who knew that he was married? He's been married to his wife for over 60 years. Why would you put yourself in that predicament in the first place? Yeah. What was you doing there at two in the morning? What, what was you doing, doing there at two in the morning? What was that? You know, most of us know, adults know that if you're in a place at two o'clock in the morning, it ain't to make chocolate cake <laughs> or, or or have or have toast. Nah, you don't you know y'all talking about your acting career. Y'all talking about your acting career. You know what I mean? Talking about your acting career. You know? You're not there. To, you're not there to have a meeting at two o'clock in the morning. You know something is going down. So oh, there's a logical man. sense for you to say, "Okay, what's getting ready to happen?" If something happens, I could say no. Now, if you're forced, 
That's a so, difference. They came to have put it in one fat album. That's what they came there for. Right. <laughs> but so, you know what I mean? Listen, listen, listen. It, it is what it is. We're going to move on from that topic because, like I said, it goes into so many lines. It goes into right. so many fur lines. And the first the first thing I want to say to people out there that might listen to the show, might see the show, or what have you, is, listen, I empathize with any victim out there. I am not for anybody being victimized sexually. Absolutely. At all, at any time, shape, fashion, or form. It has affected so many of our people, so many of our women, and I believe that's what get deflected onto a Bill Cosby case like, such as this. Whereas the things that happen to them is where they want Bill to suffer for the things that happen to them. Y'all need Absolutely. to compartmentalize what happened to you. The the, 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 the the evil man that did that to you, that is who you need to, to, to focus on when it comes down to your anger. Now, when right. it comes to other men that you don't know nothing about their story or nothing about their truths, listen... Try to take it easy. We're not getting that. We're not. We're not attacking you by by saying that Bill, 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 Bill is innocent. You know what I mean? No. We're not saying that you wasn't a victim in your case. We're just Absolutely. saying that. We're just saying that. Listen, Bill ain't do what he. We believe that Bill ain't do with him. You know. But they say he did. Did yeah he yeah he's the great rape goat yeah he's a, the scapegoat as they were saying yeah because the, he was the beginning of the Me Too movement as you would call mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? They drove them. They drove a movement behind it, and I'm not mad about the movement. The movement was something that um that gave me a reflective um 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 a reflect a reflective thought. I'm sure it gave Sean a reflective thought on how we are to start treating women going forward. Because I like I said, it was okay. It was okay to do certain things to women. You know what I mean? It was sort of like, all right, yeah, if you want to. A woman in a party, you want to smack. I never did it personally, but I've seen dudes smack a woman that wow, smack her straight in her behind. You know what I mean? And again, I'm sitting there like, wow, that's that's off. You know what I mean? But you know, um, like I said, that topic was really, you know, like I said, it's 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 yeah, it's not okay, but it's accepted. You know what I mean? These are certain it's behaviors. That's what we're talking about. Behaviors is not okay, but it was it, it's accept, it was accepted, and then somebody said enough is enough. You know what right. I mean? And, we, and we're saying enough is enough. We're going to say enough is enough with that topic today. Because <laughs> right. we get we, and, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, but no, Like you said, it's it's not meant for us to 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 idolize anybody or to favoritism, have show favoritism towards anything. We understand how important these are. But at right. the same time, we have to look at all of the facts. We have to be logical about what we say and what we do. We can't base our opinion on something that happened to somebody else because we're feeling that it happened to us. Not every situation is the same. And that's what we have to understand. But we realize that this happens. So how do we stop it? By bringing it to the public. Okay, make people not realize that this is something that needs to be brought to the public and we need to put it into this stuff. But don't bash or criticize everybody that's in a situation like this because we also know that there's another side to the story and we have to hear everything before we make a judgment every single thing and that's all that i ask people to understand i said listen to all the facts before you make your your critique or your judgment 
And remember, in the in, in the case of this system, some of the facts is not so fact. It's not so factual. Factual. Mm -hmm. And that's this system for you. It gets you. It, it's it's a blurry line, man. I mean, you know. Well, we know. We know. Let's, we know. Let's, we know let's, 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 we know what Brother Malcolm talked about with the media years ago, how he talked about the media will make you believe what you want to believe or make you thinking the good is bad and the bad is good. So let's not, let's not, let's not make villains of our heroes. Let's not make villains of our of, of their work that they that they put forth on this on, on this earth to allow us to learn and to teach. Cause I know I know a different world and the Cosby show allowed me to think real highly of, of black folk because i know the streets didn't teach me none of that the street, streets had me thinking that we were some of the lowest of lows but when i got on that television and saw though that that black family and them black kids going to college changed my whole perspective all right you know what i mean so what we're going to do is we're going to give a little rundown of what's been going on in the city you know what i mean um eric adams eric adams becoming new york city mayor or democratic nominee <laughs> Yes. Go another black man and going into a high high office in politics, and um, I voted for him personally, which you know I guess you know I could say, but um, and the reason being is because I believe him. You know what I mean? And that's all. That's all that you can really do with these politicians is believe some of the things that they're going to say. Um, and the funny part about being a, a New York City um, Democratic nominee is almost like you're, you won already. You know, you know, it, it, we do know that's that's how they vote. <laughs> but right. I mean, so, Eric Adams, where well, Eric Adams, I believe I believe that he's going to win this race. I'm putting it out that he's going to win the uh, mayoral Dem uh, Democrat the, 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 to become mayor, period. It's because of the times that we're in. We look at the late 80s when David Dinkins ran. The situation is not that different. Right, we're, right. We're all, it's almost a lot of the same things are happening that they did. Well, that goes that go, that ties into Mayor Cuomo having the New York State of Emergency for gun violence. So, right. you know what I mean? And a lot of that has to do with New York City. To be honest with you, they might say New York State of Emergency. You know what I mean? The, you know what I mean? The New York City, though. You know what I mean? So um, that goes that that ties into that to that as well. The um the 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 so the, it's the violence, the violence in the city. Um, it, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it really wasn't. Yeah, he's right, Sean. He, Sean is right. It wasn't this bad because it wasn't killings every day. I mean, you have a break some days. It might every might have been every other day, but I wouldn't say it was killing every day. You know Absolutely what I mean? Not. But we, but, but um, like, but like we talk about with that, a lot of it has to do with the state of where we are. People are recovering from the pandemic. People don't have what they uh, have, the have and have nots. There's a lot of things that are happening that we have to pay attention to. We talk about almost, the mental health it's crisis. It's almost like it's almost like the movie Purge. It's almost like Purge, like because you know, yes. you know, you know, this is a lot of um, um, apocalyptic uh, movies out these days. So you know, people, you know, take their cues from TV shows and movies real quick. Absolutely. You know what I mean? They would take like, you know what? Oh snap! Here, here it go. We about to be zombies now. I'm get mines while I can, you know. <laughs> so, um, one of the things about the Eric Adams um, not, um, nominee, nomination is that, uh, despite the, the, the redistribute the redistribute the redistribution of votes through rank count voting, um, he never lost his lead. So that's a strong. That was a strong battle because if he had, if it was the normal way of voting, where it was just like everybody just make a vote. 
um, he would have won in the landslide. So it's so it seemed because he got he got he got more first put more first um, place votes than anybody else. What happens in the rank count voting is that um, once a nominee drops out, their votes go to the next person the up. Next person, right? Right. Their votes go to the next person up and onward. Right. So, um, so you know, I don't know much about rank choice vote. Yeah, rank choice vote. I'm sorry, not rank count. Rank choice vote. Sorry. Um, their vote. You know. So I don't know what does it say about rank choice voting. Say what rank? What does rank choice voting say about the other candidates that followed him? Um, were they were they really that strong? You know, but I think it gave people a chance to make choices. At the very least, what do you think, Joe? I agree. Um, I I've never understood ranked choice voting, but I believe that if they felt that the their first choice was important for the job, that's who should have kept the votes. Right. Now, that, right. You know, I I that's where it goes. Now, Eric like Adams a, had that like lead from the very beginning. It seems like a pity it, party after right. this, like a real big pity party. Participations awards. But that's what right. it feels like to me, participation award. Like, you know, but what can I say? But I'm like I said, congratulations to Eric Adams. And I know these next few months are going to be really interesting in New York City politics. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm 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 excited about his his nomination because um you know he's made promises he's made promises to my program you know like you know put it out there like you know what I mean to 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 doing things for the community and the such so I, I'm just looking forward to seeing if the politicians come through with what they have to say um right. to us you know I'm I'm, I'm I'm I put it to I, we're here doing the the civic duties you know what I mean and I want to see if it works you know what I mean Absolutely. um yeah I know all of them make promises but. Listen, I'm the kind of dude. I got a platform now. I got. I'm on TV. I'm on radio. I can right. say it. Eric Adams ain't do nothing for me. Call, call them to their word. <laughs> call them to their word. Let them know yeah, what's yeah. up. You were going to do this. What's going got, on? Yeah, dog. We got a platform. I, I shout them out. What right. happened? What happened? <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, New York City State of Emergency for Gun Violence. Cuomo brought that out and saying that um. He's going to try to treat this like the pandemic. Like, is, is that serious for him? It's like he's going to put money towards it to try to get these um, to get these guns off the street. Um, yes. I, I I mean, I don't know, man. The fight against gun violence starts at stop making guns for me. Like, stop making the guns. Like, you know, what I mean, you you don't need what 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 use is it to have a gun? Like, it's only to kill things. It's not. It's not to sew. It's not to cook. It's not to bake. It's not to play ball with. It's to kill things. It's to kill something. It's to put a hole in something. So stop making them. Right. Well, like, well, there's a, it's obviously a stronger message with symbolism when you're talking about guns. Guns is a symbolism of power, a symbolism of war. The more we're in war, the more we're in power, the more that they feel guns are useful. And it's it's almost like people look at guns and say, hey, this is going to help me be a better person. This is going to help me live better. And that's not necessarily the case. But the problem with the uh, the gun, the emergency, uh, the emergency is that this has been happening for years. The problem why the problem why it's such a big deal now is because you see more of it. But it's been happening like this for years. These numbers ain't new. These things ain't right. new. Look at Chicago. Chicago is one of the 
most high crime written cities in America. And this stuff's been happening for decades. Right. Especially during holiday weekends. This stuff always happens. But the problem is people have more time on their hands and they can actually see and, it and you and, and go, wow. And people got too much access to guns. Period. You can get guns easily. Like the brother said, he said anywhere else easily. In New York, you can't. So that's the funny part about the New York, the, the New York gun problem is really uh, a machismo thing. You understand right. what I'm saying? Because if you think about it, we don't, we, we can't go grab a gun anyway. So you really have to be determined to go grab a gun to do somebody bottle, to do somebody harm because you wasn't raised up around it. You know what I mean? You was raised up around the idea of killing someone. You was raised up around the idea of taking someone's life. You know what I mean? But you wasn't raised up with the, of the idea of, uh, of gun usage. That's down south type of stuff. They raised up with, you know, I'm a, they're hunting and they're doing this and they're doing that. So, you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of weird, man. But we can't even get guns out here. You know what I mean? But yet they're everywhere, though. Go figure. So, again, more gun control is how we stop the violence. More gun control. Yep. It, you, you take it out their hands. Let them shoot the five. Let them shoot the five, like as the, we used to call it. You know what I mean? Come on, now. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Well, I, well, these, these guns are coming in from somewhere, and we're not the ones providing them. We don't go. And we don't make them. No, we don't, we don't make them. None of us. None of the, yeah. We know. We you know, Sean. I know. You know. I, I'm I, I'm raised right with you, bro. You know. I know how we do it, but it's it's being done anyway. Because they manufacture them, we don't own right. their one manufacturing company. We don't own one one bullet. We, you know, what I mean, we don't own no bullet making company. We don't own none of these things. They actually do the Halliburtons and all of them who make yep. money off of wars, and they're making right. money off of wars. What happens is you can't use all the guns up in a war because sometimes at some point the war is going to end. So you have right. all the surplus of all of this weaponry, and what do you do? Sell it to the damn people, and then wonder how you got the people shooting up each other because you right. got people judging. You know what I mean? Making making judgment calls all for themselves. You know what yeah. I mean? We don't, the, we don't make the guns. We don't produce the guns. So therefore, how we get rid of the gun violence is stop making them. Or stop yeah. having easy access for anybody to have. For, to hell with a right of to, to bear arms. Yeah, bear your two arms and go at it. You understand right. what I'm saying? You got two arms? Go That's bear them and, and go and go handle business. That's right. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean, we, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna move on from that. We had a we had a few more topics, right, Joe? And yeah. I know the topics that we had was going to be kind of deep and and, and, and emotional as well. You know what I mean? Them, them, them some heavy hitters there. Bill Cosby, um, African-American struggles in the Olympics. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, we have also, you know, we got Rachel Nichols and the Maria Taylor ESPN controversy. We'll speak to that probably next week. You know what I mean? Uh, it's no need to put, you know, push it, right? We already no, you know. Well, the, final, the finals are still happening. So as long as the finals are still happening, it's relevant. Right, it'll be relevant. So the finals is happening, right? You got see, oh, the game is tonight, right? CP three and um, um, the Bucks, um, go go go, Suns. I'm I'm with the Suns this time, you know, just to watch the game. Um, President of Haiti was assassinated. You know, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Sean Dedon said Brooklyn was robbed by Katie's Bigfoot. No, he ain't say (laughs) he ain't say that. He just said Brooklyn was robbed. But I'll tell him why. Katie got a Bigfoot. You know what I mean, hey, listen, that was a game winner. That was that that was listen, interest from the, from the finals. He yep. made it, but it was a two. It yep. was a two. 
Alright. Um President Haiti was assassinated. Sorry to hear that. That's 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 um I wanted to talk about that, but we don't have no time today to talk about that today. Um that oh let's laugh. Oh um listen, we're gonna take a page out of out of hot ninety seven brothers and them, but this is this is our Jack Behind of the day. <laughs> the Ohio okay. police, Anthony Comparo, the KKK man. Yes. This man left on video, like they had cameras running, and he left uh what a KKK symbol on 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 his on on his black counterpart's desk. Yes. Yes, left it on his desk as if that's the thing to do. The problem is people have in his power think that it's a game. They don't see the seriousness in it. But he was on the force for almost 25, 30 years. So how can you not take that seriously? You had to know that it wasn't funny. You know, and 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 that's what we look at. We look at people in power, people in positions. We look at them and they don't take this stuff seriously. They think it's a joke. That's why we have to keep pushing our beliefs and our rights because they look at it as a show and it's not a show for someone, a grown ass man to be able to do that and think that it's funny and think it's a joke. Like, really? Where have you not well, been for the last 10, 15 well, years? Well, the joke's on <laughs> him. The joke's on him and he got chased up out of there. They gave that man a few hours to get his yeah. stuff and get us out of that, out of that, out of that, out of that um office. So, you know, kudos to the to kudos for them for them making it happen real quick. Like, now nah, we're not tolerating this at yeah. all, and that's this day and time. You know what I mean? In this day and time, that's the, that's that's how it is. It's zero tolerance, and that's what we need. We need zero tolerance for any ignorance towards a black man. You know what I mean? Um, and shout out to Edward Cagney Matthews, the brother that told the the, the white man that told the people. So black folk to pull up to his career. Yes. And that's exactly what they did. And about and hundreds of them pulled up. I wish we had the picture for that. They did have a picture for it. But you know, that 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 just goes to show the strength in numbers and strength in positive numbers. So my message to everybody before we close out is that there is strength in numbers. We have to unify in order to get anywhere in this life. You know what I mean? Anybody that's listening to us and all of the different platforms and anybody that's going to begin to watch us as we move forward and get, get, grow to be bigger and better within our platform and giving you information. You understand what I'm saying? And in unity, it's going to help us grow because you guys is going to like what we do, share what we do, and even, even critique what we do. You know what I mean? We don't mind the critique come critique away we need a thousand cr critics you understand what i'm saying because those are the same people that's going to push our message and push what we do to the millions of people that's going to agree with what we got to say all right so that's what i got to say last joe what you got to say continue to watch we're continuing to growing there's always something that's happening there's always something that's going on and you the viewers are our support system. You're our sounding board, if you will. You'll tell us when we're wrong. You'll tell us when you think we're right. And you may even change our thought process on some things. So continue to support us. We are here. We're not going anywhere. And anytime, contact us. You have our contact information. You have uh, the right to make a comment while we're talking. And Instagram, plugged MJ. Follow us on Facebook, plugged with Molly and Joe. Follow us on the networks. Let us know some things that you want to talk about. And Spons we can all of, you know, we continue, we will continue to spread the message the way that we know how, the way that Molly knows how, the way that I know how. And we hope that y'all continue to join the ride with us. 
and shout out to the, my little campers out there and uh <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, 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 and baller summer enrichment program um i got about 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 a good 13 to 15 little people and that's a nice that's nice beginnings you know what i'm saying nice humble beginnings and with the pandemic happening, I mean, these kids out here enjoying themselves. I'm talking, we knocking them out at six, seven o'clock at night. I'm telling you, I know these parents is happy. You know what I mean? But um, shout out to Baller, my 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 team over at Baller Enrichment. Um, we got some things over the summer we're gonna have happen with the Empire Marching Elite. We're gonna um kick back um you know our 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 programming back in you know in the fall. We're going to change locations on people. So it's a lot coming. It's a lot happening with our program. And Deja Vu, thank you for having us. For sure. Network, thank you for having us. Yes, and sir. All I want to say to everybody, peace. Peace.